welcome to AnimeCons TV. We're your source for reports and discussion about anime cons and other fan conventions. Every so often we take a break from our regular episodes and talk about recent convention news and also respond to some of your comments and questions. Uh, so let's get right to the news. In convention news, we'll start with some headlines. Uh, Walker StalkerCon faces more trouble as the owner, James Frazier, stepped down in October following a Better Business Bureau calling the conventions a scam and uh, cancelled events and other issues. A number of stars of The Walking Dead have also stated they will no longer appear at any of the organization's cons. In response, Walker Stalker CEO Michael DeVault announced Walker Stalker Con and FanFest ticket sales would be suspended in order to plot our path. And then two days later, uh, DeVault resigned. Uh, also in news, the final judgment has been ruled on all 17 counts on Vic Mignogna's defamation case, and he lost everything. He lost every single one. Under Texas's anti-slap law, he now owes nearly a quarter million dollars to the defendants, Monica Real, Ron Toy, Jimmy Markey, and Funimation. That's in addition to whatever Vic owes his own lawyers, which will likely end up use all that will use all the money from the GoFundMe. So the rest of this quarter million, he's probably gonna have to pay out of his own pocket. And uh, so he he appeals, uh, which seems likely. And he loses the appeal, which is almost certain, uh, then he'll be on the hook for hundreds of thousands more. Um, now, since we're closing in on the end of 2019, let's take a look at what guests have made the most appearances at anime conventions. The following list only counts anime conventions, or conventions with a significant amount of anime programming. So, guest appearance at your local Comic Con? Uh, it's probably not going to count. Also, this only counts build guest appearances. So if a con like Anime Expo lists someone as a guest, it counts. But if a voice actor appeared at a panel at AX and they didn't get billed as a guest, that doesn't count. Uh, and so this does also count remaining cons coming up in December of 2019. So we'll look at the top 10, starting from number 10. But there's a six-way tie for the number five spot. So with 15 anime con appearances in 2019, we have Steve Bloom, Lucy Christian, Samurai Dan Coglin, Josh Creel, Brittany Karbowski, and Derek Stephen Prince. And there's also a tie for the number three spot with 18 appearances each. We have Greg Ayers and Justin Brenner. And the two guests who made 20 anime con appearances in 2019. At the top of the list, Morgan Berry and J. Michael Tatum. Congratulations. Uh, it's interesting to note the shift since 2018 when Vic Mignogna was at the top with 26 anime con appearances. In 2019, he's tied for 98th. 98. Uh, he only made six anime con appearances in 2019. Two of those were in January before Everything started to come out about him. Uh, the third one was back anime. It was just a few days after everything came out, so it was really too late for any cancellations. Uh, and so compare that to the 
10 cons that have cancelled him. He only made 6 anime con appearances, 10 cancelled him. So that's how things are changing. Uh, now let's go to our mailroom for feedback. Uh, we got an email from James who writes, Hello to you all at AnimeCons TV. It's been a while, and I meant to send you guys a letter back in the summer, but I didn't know when your feedback episodes would be. Anyways, I loved the con report that Doug did on Anime NYC. It was informative and specific about what was good and how the con can improve itself. I also loved Doug's interview with Thoreau Fourier, and I hope that you guys will have more interviews with people in the anime industry, both Japan and the US. I really liked Patrick's video on how a Q&A at a convention can better for the fans and panelists. Some of it seems to carry over into Doug's report on Anime NYC and the Q&A with Yoshiyuki Tomino. Uh, I liked how Sketch and Shiva described Dragon Con as Mardi Gras for nerds, and that's exactly how it feels. When I go next time, I want to do at least one party or rave in one of the host hotels. Dragon Con is so big that you really need to pick what you want to do. In ending, thank you guys so much for all of your videos, especially the con reports, and I look forward to your videos in 2020. Till next time, this is your friend, follower, and fellow otaku, James the White Kiba. Uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that uh, some of my uh, Q&A panel recommendations uh, seem to carry over into Doug's report. It was actually Doug that suggested that topic. Um, we were originally going to have a con report that week, but uh, that fell through because the con didn't have really enough to report on. It was a small thing. Uh, and so we were going to do a different topic, but then Doug suggested panel Q&A. I was like, oh, yes, that's a really good idea. And so he suggested some, some of the stuff in there, and I think that was a direct result of stuff he was seeing at Anime NAC as he was sending those suggestions. So it's uh, interesting you picked up on that. Uh, in response to our episode on staying cool in costume, the Skeeter O2 said, Thanks for the tips. Also, a drinking backpack for hikers. Uh, ice backpack in the front with plastic freeze packs in it. That's a good idea. And also, I've used a camelback. I don't know if that was mentioned in the episode, but it's one where you've got the water reservoir in the back and a tube coming out, so you can just have a tube. Just take a quick drink whenever you need it. It's handy to carry around the water. You know, even if you're not in cosplay, it's handy to have that at convention. Have fill up your water before you go, and then you don't need to, you know, find a drinking fountain where the water might taste funny, or spend five dollars for a bottle of water. Uh, in response to our previous feedback episode, Stephen Jones wrote, "This content is too pure for life. Like it feels like stuff from the creation of YouTube. It just gives good vibes." <laughs> well, thanks, Stephen. Yeah, we don't do a lot of crazy cuts. We're not all flashy in the typical YouTube stuff. We just, we give the information, we concentrate on the information. We're not great on the YouTube blitz. I mean, and technically this is a podcast. We just happen to publish the video version on YouTube. Um, so, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. In response to my episodes on starting a convention, Hook Yarn and Needle wrote, Patrick, I don't know if you're still active on your YouTube, but I thought I'd ask, what would you say is the average first-year attendance for a comic or geek convention? Typically, one not sponsored and one run out of pocket. Uh, well, first, don't start a convention. Uh, if, you're, if it's too late for that, you can't back out. 
Um, there's really no good way to plan attendance for the first year. It's one of the hardest things you'll have to do uh, in your first year is try to figure out how many people are going to come. And you will never guess it right. Um, you can, it, you're probably not going to have a huge attendance unless you can spend tons of money on marketing like billboards and convince the new, local news stations to cover you and promote you ahead of time. And For a fan-run convention, that's probably not going to happen. So you're going to promote like online and uh, with local clubs and just spread spread the word, word of mouth, promote at other conventions if you can. Um, the pr promotion, you need that promotion. you got to get the word out there. Let people know about your convention. They can't go if they don't know about it. Um, but trying to predict the attendance, there's, there's no average. Um, it really depends on where you are, location. If you're in a place that doesn't have a lot of conventions within a reasonable driving distance, uh, and there's a lot of people in that area that would be interested. Like, say you're in the middle of Wyoming. Well, there's not a lot of conventions around, but there's also not a lot of people around. But if you were in let's say, Portland, Oregon, and for some reason there were no other conventions in Portland. Well, suddenly yours would be pretty popular. But, you know, if you're in Florida, there's a million conventions there. So if you're starting another one in Florida, yeah, you're probably not going to have a huge attendance. So it really depends where you are, what else is around you. Uh, if there's a bunch of other conventions around you, look at the most recent one that started up. And it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, just look at the most recent one that started up and see what they got for attendance. Uh, unless it's a big corporate thing, like I mentioned earlier with billboards and stuff, because that's a whole nother level and you can't compare yourself to them. So yeah, see what else is around and what they've gotten for attendance and plan lower than that. Because they already exist, you're going to get less. Um, and always underestimate. Try to uh, you don't want to say, oh, we're going to get thousands of people and then only a few hundred show up and you're stuck footing the bill for everything. So plan for a few hundred maybe and then if thousands show up, well, then hopefully you can expand as you get pre-registrations in maybe, or more people inquiring. Maybe you'll get a sense like, okay, I think we're getting a lot of people. But don't also don't let Facebook numbers fool you if you've got like, oh, we've got a thousand people following us on Facebook. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean you're going to get a thousand people of your kind. You're probably going to get less. Um, so yeah, there's no, I'm sorry, there's no easy way to predict an average attendance, but uh, good luck with that. Also, don't start a convention. It's a really bad idea, always. Uh, in Delego Seraphim, I'm butchering that name, but there's like, I don't know if that's I's or L's, capitalization and lower, it, well, this person commented on Doug's interview with Torofuria to say, Oh, Pegasus Seiya Torofuria in 2019 in Brazil, his voice is unforgettable with Seiya. We all love. Congratulations on this wonderful video. Well, thank you. I guess we've got a viewer in Brazil. Uh, in response to Doug's NYC report, Shigei Media said, Doug, you neglected to mention that Kugimia re-showcase. Oh, I'm sorry I butchered that name. <laughs> I've never heard this pronounced, and I've only seen it printed here. Uh, showcase panel on Sunday. That's what I really went to the con for, besides seeing and hanging out with friends in the NYC area, and to check it out overall since it was my first year. 
I had a great time, and I agree with what you said about ANYC becoming the Anime Expo of the East Coast. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's, we'll see how that goes. Um, so, let's take a look at what's coming up next. Coming up on Anime TV, next week we look back on our 2019 predictions and make some new predictions for 2020. By the time we review those next year, hindsight will be 2020. Also, prediction in our 2020 uh, prediction review, I'm probably going to make that same joke again that hindsight is 2020. Yeah, that's my prediction. Uh, on December 16th, we'll have our best of 2019 episode. And finally, on December 23rd, we'll do our annual year in review episode to close out the year. And uh, if you have questions or comments, send them in, and they might make it into the next feedback episode. Please don't bother correcting my pr pronunciation. I'm sorry. Um, if, you're on, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can just leave a comment on our videos, and while you're there, you can like and subscribe. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Actually, you know what? If you want to cor correct my pronunciation, leave us a voicemail so I can hear how it's pronounced. Please don't type it in a comment. Call our voicemail line. Tell me how to pronounce these things. You can call us at 762-ADEQUATE, that's 762-233-7828. And it's just voicemail, you don't have to talk to anybody, just leave us the pronunciation and uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, you can also text that number, but I want the voicemails. And we won't call you back or anything, we just get the voicemails. So uh, You can also email us at podcast at enemycons.tv. And uh, when we're doing episodes, because we take breaks every now and then, but uh, when we're doing them, you can find them posted Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. We post about them on Facebook and Twitter, so please share, retweet, uh, get those links out to your friends and uh, share links to the YouTube video. Uh, telling your friends about us is such an easy thing to do, costs nothing. And it really helps us out, because we don't beg you guys for money, we don't make you go to Patreon so you can watch, we don't uh, put ads in our videos, we just ask, share. Get the word out there, let people know about us. That's all we want. And uh, so don't miss any episodes, you can subscribe for free. You can find Ambicons TV on YouTube, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, just go to itunes.ambicons.tv or search in the Apple Podcasts app. Uh, we're on Spotify, uh, we're pretty much anywhere podcasts are. And uh, you can also watch on our site at AnimeCons.tv. We've got all the episodes on AnimeCons.tv, and so you can find everything there. Our podcast feed only has the latest 100 episodes, because I had to cut that back. It was getting really big, because we had hundreds of episodes in there. It was taking too long to load, so 100 episodes. It's a good number. If you want to see all of them, just go to our site, AnimeCons.tv. And uh, if you want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at P. Delahanty, and uh, I post about weird stuff. Sometimes my son, Star Wars, and anime conventions. But uh, yeah, I don't post too much, so it's not. I'm not going to flood you with things. So give me a follow, and uh, we'll see you next week with our year in review. Oh no, our predictions. Our predictions episodes next week. See you then.